0: Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my latest podcast episode, I run through a recent FTC case involving a billion-dollar supplement brand portfolio that will likely have implications for the entire supplement industry, But before we get started, I would love if you took 52 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. The FTC targets one of the biggest supplement brand portfolios with a first-of-its-kind Amazon case only two months after updating its advertising guidance document for the supplement industry. I tried to warn you guys that things would get gnarly in 2023. So let's jump right into the headline. On February 16th, the Federal Trade Commission, aka the FTC, took action against the Bountiful Company, the maker of Nature's Bounty Dietary Supplements, among other brands, with review hijacking on Amazon and using them to deceive consumers. Okay, let's start at explaining what the heck review hijacking means. You might not be familiar with that term, and it could be because it's also known as review reuse within the Amazon seller world, and then internally at Amazon as variation abuse. But review hijacking happens when sellers find ways to grab positive customer reviews from other products and integrate them into their own listings. Sometimes it's Amazon sellers looking for abandoned products that were once popular then stealing that listing and making use of the old page reviews to create a false sense of trust for their product. Other times, it's Amazon sellers merging its new products with different well-established products that had product reviews, higher average ratings, and then maybe the number one bestseller or Amazon choice badges. According to the FTC, the Bountiful Company did the latter by taking advantage of an Amazon feature That allows vendors or sellers to create or request the creation of variation relationships between some products that are similar but differ only in narrow specific ways such as color or size, quantity, or flavor. If you are a frequent shopper on Amazon, you've noticed that products with a variation relationship share the same product detail page and appear as alternative choices. This helps shoppers compare and choose among similar products. That's great and all, but here's the potential problem that can also arise with this. In March 2020, the FTC highlighted one example where the Bountiful Company began selling two new products, Nature's Bounty Stress Comfort Mood Booster and Nature's Bounty Stress Comfort Peace of Mind Stress Relief Gummies. According to the FTC's complaint, The Bountiful Company asked Amazon to create a variation relationship for those stress comfort supplement products with different formulations like the anxiety and stress relief ashwagandha KSM-66 tablets, Nature's Bounty Botanical Sleep Tablets, and Nature's Bounty Valerian Root Capsules. Why would the Bountiful Company ask to do that? It's well established that new products launching on Amazon face this kind of like a cold start problem because of the minimal traffic and zero reviews. The algorithm doesn't necessarily like it at first. The new stress comfort products were likely dealing with that problem. The bountiful company internal communications uncovered by the FTC confirms this with a company email stating, Unfortunately, people didn't love the stress comfort products, but sales spiked the second we variated the pages and they continued to grow. The FTC's complaint alleges the sales improvement in this example, and they highlight several others in the complaint, happened because the Bountiful Company manipulated product pages and deceived consumers. The regulatory agency goes on to say that boosting products by hijacking another product's ratings and reviews is a relatively new tactic, but is still plain old false advertising. As a result of the FTC's first case targeting review hijacking, the Bountiful Company will pay $600,000. Additionally, the Bountiful Company would be prohibited from making similar misrepresentations and bars the company from creating variation relationships or other deceptive review tactics to distort consumer perception of its products. What does the Bountiful Company, who was acquired by Nestle's Health Science Division in the fall of 2021 for $5.75 billion, think about the FTC's complaint? A company spokesperson stated, we stand behind our products and business practices and are convinced that consumers were neither deceived nor harmed by the variation practices implemented to assist consumers in finding similar products. Now that you guys are caught up on this kind of of first-of-its-kind FTC case, I want to shift the final part of this content into explaining why a nuance of Amazon's involvement and relationship with the Bountiful Company could create huge implications to supplement brands selling on the e-commerce platform. Most of the bad actors on the Amazon Marketplace are third-party sellers. This is mostly because automated programs and call center-like workers take care of the platform organization and policing. This system contributes to Amazon's rapidly expanding catalog while maintaining low costs, but it also creates opportunities to exploit loopholes in the seller system. While Amazon wants to catch all the bad actors wrecking its consumer centricity strategy through black hat tactics like creating fake reviews or review hijacking, the retailer is also usually not on the hook for these third-party seller actions because of Section 230 Of the Communications Decency Act of 1996. This is broadly understood as basically like safeguarding platforms against liability for harmful conduct posted on their platforms by third parties. Here's the nuance though in the Bountiful FTC case. It's my assumption that one of the biggest supplement brand portfolios in the world would be a first-party vendor and not a third-party seller. If you read the entire 45-page FTC complaint, which I'll leave linked in the description, you consistently see mentions of the Bountiful Company submitting requests to Amazon. Now, even first-party vendors interact with automated systems, but they also usually, and in the case of the Bountiful Company, most certainly have a dedicated vendor manager at Amazon. Now, am I saying that a physical person holding the position of vendor manager at Amazon misinterpreted variation themes in this case? No, so please don't attack me, Amazon. You guys know that I definitely love you long time. But hypothetically speaking, these variations on a technical CPG category like dietary supplements can sometimes be a bit ambiguous and subject to interpretation. If you are on the Amazon retail team with no supplement industry experience and dealing with a billion-dollar CBG brand portfolio vendor, you might trust their judgment for the request. Again, I don't know that to be true or even that I am inferring that I know anything. And to be honest, it doesn't really matter if it's an algorithmic mistake or a human one at the end of the day either likely causes internal adjustments at the largest supplement retailer in the world, Amazon. These internal adjustments will hit both first-party vendors and third-party sellers. While I don't have any insider information to what these internal adjustments could be, they will most certainly be focused on enforcement of variation relationship policies. Since these will be done by machine learning models, it likely causes headaches in the short term, even for the good actors trying to create appropriate listing variations. The good news is that long term, this higher detection of incorrect variations promotes a better Amazon marketplace for shoppers as well as ethical sellers. But I just want to end on some quick final thoughts. All that I can say is that when it comes to mixing Amazon, the supplement industry, and regulatory agencies' focuses, Amazon will handle everything in a way that limits risk to itself. Yes, it might sell an estimated $11 billion in supplements annually, but that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. So if the FTC has noted its plans to focus on review hijacking and the supplement category was made the example for its first case, it inevitably means that Amazon will be watching closely and making the necessary changes to safeguard itself.